multiple dictators on the North American continent in the country that you could call the United States, but it's, well, they don't have any real relationship to America or Republican forms of democracy. They just don't. They're dictators. They've decided that in one case, little kids will have to get injected with the mRNA, which is statistically more likely to harm them or maybe even kill them. It has probably killed more kids than COVID has, at least in healthy kids. They're demanding that those kids get injected. Uh, Another dictator is demanding that certain state workers get injected again. And soon it will be all state workers. You remember when I said that COVID doesn't end until we end it? They can't end it because it is key to the forever crisis that the party's installing so that they can have, well, just complete control. Meanwhile, there's news. EU regulators are warning that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system and may not be feasible. And more news. Just days after getting their second COVID-19 vaccine, two teenage boys died in their sleep. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made. These are the times through which God has decided we shall live. This program today is dedicated to a great man uh, who has passed. Dr. Zev Vladimir Zelenko spent the last two, three years of his life refusing to buckle under to the party. Dr. Zelenko saved directly thousands and thousands and thousands of people, indirectly hundreds of thousands of people, because he chose to be scientifically observant. He chose to follow the actual data. They tried to ruin him. For a while, he was a star on Fox News uh, radio. I don't know why they stopped airing him, except I think I know why they stopped airing him. So Dr. Zelenko was a true hero. And in times of universal deceit, telling the truth is an act of bravery. It's also a moral obligation. And he fulfilled that obligation. And Dr. Zelenko is going to be missed. So the weight loss in a different way, far different, also follows scientific protocols in helping people drop unwanted fat from their bodies. And Dr. Zelenko is one of the people who mentioned that's obesity is one of the causes of COVID metastasizing in the body and becoming unmanageable in the body. It's one of the things Zelenko spoke about. So there's the truth telling in common. He saved lives that way. And soda can help improve your life by dropping unwanted fat, which in the long run will save your life. It is my wish to never again say the words COVID. It's my wish to never again have to talk about this. It was my wish... (laughs) (laughs) several years ago, but I'm simply not going to to play the game. I'm simply not going to move on. We do now far fewer shows that are COVID dedicated. This one to Dr. Zelenko because Zelenko never gave in. And what is coming out and what we're watching now would be qualified as madness, except for our K 
chaos theory, our own theory, not, not the chaos theory, but the theory of the show is this chaos is disorder. If we're looking at chaos from incompetence, we shouldn't see the same exact direction in all of this. Everything the party did was to make COVID seem worse. Everything the party does is to make the injection seem safe. It shouldn't be so easy to point out that in every possible capacity, they game the system one way when it has to do with protecting their precious mRNA injections reputation. They game the system another way when it comes to convincing people that so many folks that all people die from COVID, that it is a universal killer of people when in fact it's not. It also shouldn't be so easy to point out the glaring examples of when the media actually tells the truth about these injections or actually runs stories the way they would with any other events with young people getting killed. If you had young people dying after they went to a gun range, let's say that young people went home and they died in their sleep after they went to a gun range, you, you'd have a whole bunch of theories saying, you know what, it's the sound, it's the smoke, it's, it's the lead. It's the trauma of being at a gun range. You, you would have that report or if it was eating meat. Uh, it was, if, if, God forbid, people die the night after a hot dog eating contest, which is frankly understandable, given what you do to your body in that case, you'd have people, you'd, you'd have news reports all over about this, but that's not the case. And when we do see it, it stands out. This should not be the case, but we have, and we'll talk about it this in this show, we have a state dictator demanding now that specific state employees get a so-called booster. We've got a dictator of a city demanding that kids get injected to go to school. This stuff cannot end until we end it. And the way we end it is we stop obeying. Or if we're not medical professionals, and most of us aren't like Dr. Zelenko, we begin to question every single medical professional. Every time we're asked about anything related to COVID or frankly, any form of medication, the days where a doctor prescribes us something and we say, okay, thanks very much, are, need to be over. We need to be saying, where could I read about this? We need to be doing our own research. Okay, so this is what you're prescribing. Hey, listen, uh, while I'm here in your office, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google some information on it. We can read it together. The medical profession needs to understand what they have allowed to be done to their profession. And it's not fair because there's many, many good doctors and, and nurses, and I think most of them are, but it is fair because most of them are silent on this topic. Most of them refuse to speak out to this day. So COVID doesn't end until we end it because the party that is manufacturing the crisis of food shortage, as we talked about earlier this week, the party that is manufacturing the crisis of high gas prices and high energy prices. They can't let this go because they must crank up the pressure because we're in a PSYOP. And the PSYOP is to create unease and fear and rage. We'll talk about that tomorrow. The media is absolutely committed to creating rage. And let's all remember where those feelings come from. Please let's ground ourselves in this memory. The, the, in the Bible, it's 365 times. Do not fear. The Lord Jesus spoke of it constantly. We can use the example of he in the boat with the apostles when the storm came and Jesus just said, be calm. And you could say that he was spoke, he's speaking to the storm because in fact, the storm stopped instantly. But of course, he was also speaking to the apostles. 
Let us remember that we stand in victory. Let us remember that we are not to fear those who can kill the body, but the one, the only entity who can destroy the soul, and that's God. So let's ground ourselves in that as we listen to all of this. It does happen, and it's happening further and further and further that people are dying from these injections needlessly. Teen boys never had any business getting injected, but remember, now the diktats are coming back. Just days after getting their second COVID-19 vaccine, two teenage boys died in their sleep. Medical experts have been investigating what happened and have now released their report. An epidemiologist says it adds to a body of evidence that confirms Pfizer's vaccine can lead to death in children. NTD's Miguel Moreno reports. To attend class in some parts of the country, kids need to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The federal government says they're safe, but gives them warning labels of what could lead to death. Uh, This myocarditis warning that is out on Pfizer Moderna is very serious. Epidemiologist Peter McCullough says this in light of a new report. Its authors investigated the cases of two teenage boys from different states. Both of them had received second doses of the Pfizer vaccine, only to die a few days later in their sleep. McCullough says that in his view, the study confirms that Pfizer's vaccines led to the deaths of the teenagers. That's the conclusion now, and it's the conclusion of several reports in the peer-reviewed literature. This isn't the only one. So it's clear that our FDA warnings on these vaccines are valid and justified. And these reports indicate in some cases it's fatal. Brother-in-law of a friend of mine made a fantastic point about that exact statement. You notice how TV ads that run, um, that are pitching big pharma and pimping their stuff, even radio ads come with that disclaimer at the end where they read all the uncomfortable side effects. You notice that they do don't, don't do that with the injections. Not with the COVID shots, not with the precious. So again, this doesn't end until we end it. And one of the ways that we end it is we communicate to every medical professional with whom we meet. Anytime we're prescribed meds, anytime we're asked about this stuff, anytime we're asked about any vaccine, we go to them and say, talk to me about how you know it's safe. In what proportion is it safe? For what what members of the public need it? Talk to me about risk stratification of these diseases. Show me long-term tests and all of this. And we need them to understand by our behavior, our polite behavior, our joys. Let them see the face of Christ through us. He didn't go around calling people names. Rarely did it. He did it occasionally. But acted in love that is truth wrapped in grace. That as we speak to them, they need to understand something. We don't trust you anymore. And they need to experience this and take this back to the professional organization saying, do you understand that my patients no longer trust me on anything? You know, it's, it's for some reason, the Lord has picked my 50, uh, what, 53rd, 54th, 55th year for me to engage with more doctors than I have in my lifetime. You know, two shoulder surgeries and a sinus surgery. And I've had plenty of opportunity in a joyous way to communicate to doctors. For instance, in the surgery in my sinus, I said to my doctor, who I really like, and she's very, very cool. I said to her, hey, listen, is if there's any chance that I'm going to have a lot of bleeding in this, I want my own blood used. I refuse to have platelets or anything that comes from any injected population. She goes, wow, a lot of people are saying that. That's right. A lot of people are saying that because we don't trust the medical authorities. There is this as well as we watch that COVID will never end. It's the blame. This is a remarkable piece of audio that comes from the boss of the Fed. 
the Federal Reserve. This is Jerome Powell, and he has an interesting theory as to whose fault it is that inflation exists. Now, remember, this is the guy, it's his organization that sets monetary policy. It's their models that they use to determine what's going to cause and not cause inflation. Then they always step back and go, well, that, that wasn't in our model. And Zach Abraham and I talk about this every Friday. Or, well, not every Friday, but we have Zach on every Friday, and it often turns to these modelers. So this is Jerome Powell with his theory about one of the things that's caused inflation. Chair Powell, um, Mr. Carson was talking about a gray box. What's your gray box? Is there something that you wish you knew that, that would help in, in setting my private policy? Only one thing. Yeah, no, I, I'd go back to the same thing, really, which is wh- what did we what did we get wrong? And that really was looking at these supply side issues and believing that they would be resolved relatively quickly. And that by that, I mean, there was going to be there were going to be vaccinations. Yeah. Everyone would get vaccinated. So the millions of people who dropped out of the labor force would come right back in. So wages wouldn't be under such pressure. That didn't happen for a range of reasons. It didn't happen. In addition, the, the bottlenecks and the shortages haven't been alleviated yet. And then on the back of that comes the new shock in the form of the war. Um, but so we but it wasn't it was wasn't something wrong with our models because it wasn't in the models at all. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? It's not something wrong with our models because it wasn't in our models at all. That's what's wrong with your models. You can't model human life except when you force the issue. Now, listen again to his statement from the very beginning, please. Let's, and, uh, and I will listen with you from the very, very beginning. Remember, he just said this wasn't in our models. Chair Powell, um, Mr. Carson was talking about a gray box. What's your gray box? Is there something that you wish you knew that, that would help in, in setting my private policy? Only one thing. Yeah, no, I'd go back to the same thing, really, which is what, what did we what did we get wrong? And that really was looking at these supply side issues and believing that they would be resolved relatively quickly. And that by that, I mean, there was going to be there were going to be vaccinations. Everyone would get okay, stop. There were going to be vaccinations. Your model was predicated upon there's going to be vaccinations. How? Traditional vaccines, actual vaccines, substances that cause the body to develop a form of immunity or, or, you know, an actual immunity to things in some cases, and to stop transmission and infection, that, that takes sometimes a decade. How did your model include this? Well, I don't know this to be the case, but let's study some things. The Fed and BlackRock had a plan to conjure $360 billion. BlackRock wanted the Treasury to do this, so the Treasury did it. You think that Powell and the Treasury, and they don't talk with BlackRock, they're the same team. They eat at the same tables. They began patent trading on these injections two years. They designed for these injections one to two years before SARS-CoV-2 was announced. Pfizer was helping to pay for and design the social credit system in China with the Chinese Communist Party ahead of this time. Event 201 occurred, was planned, 
Johns Hopkins and, and Bill Gates put on event 201, which looks exactly like how they've executed the response to COVID. We don't think that Powell was involved in that. We thought that there's going to be these injections. And the other thing he says, there is people who dropped out of the labor force. People didn't drop out. They had their jobs stolen. Earlier this week, we played a soundbite, or was it Friday? We played a soundbite of this guy saying that Americans have excess savings. We've also played sounds of him talking about the the economy is solid, that look at all the hiring that's going on. Right, after you crushed small businesses. To think that this stuff is not tied together is an act of willful ignorance. Vaccinated, so the millions of people who dropped out of the labor force would come right back in. Dropped out of the labor force. They didn't drop out, Jerry. So wages wouldn't be under such pressure. That didn't happen for a range of reasons. It didn't happen. In addition, the... the Why didn't it happen? Why didn't they come back, Jerry? Because so many people saw the lies connected to this. And people have this nagging thing. I'm not going to let you stick something in me against my will. I will not be injected with a lie. And and to me, this is not a Romans 13 issue. Those are not vaccines. They don't function as vaccines. I will not let you stick it in me when you're telling me it's a vaccine when it's not. I will not let you stick a lie into me. I will not let you stick a lie into my kids. And then people began to observe the fact that they don't work. Remarkable to listen to the arrogance. The shortages haven't been alleviated yet. And then on the back of that comes the new shock in the form of the war. The new shock. Okay, fair enough, Jerry. Maybe you're shocked. Joe Biden shouldn't have been because Joe Biden said. If you want Vladimir Putin to invade another country or become a belligerent in a military sense, try to put a NATO country on his doorstep. That's what Biden said. We played the sound bites of the lady at the State Department who is now running or partly running the Ukraine response who injured a coup in Ukraine. So the new shock is Vladimir Putin did exactly what Joe Biden, before he came senile, said he would do. Um, but so we, but it wasn't, it was, wasn't something wrong with our models because it wasn't in the models at all. And that's just hilarious. You are planning to centrally control all of our money supply. And you say that there's nothing wrong with your model, even though you don't have chaos in your model. But you have the injections in your model, it seems. You have injections of cash in your model. But you don't have Americans' emotions or analysis in your model because it can't exist there. That's the great, great mystery of the central planner. But it's not just this guy. COVID never ends because they can never stop ever to admit they got rolled. And this is this is Jerome. We'll, we'll talk about um, Jerome Adams, the so-called Surgeon General under President Trump. Jerome Adams. Listen to this guy. Watch this. And he gets slapped by a mom. And then Martin Koldorf, a great epidemiologist, steps in to help with the uh, polite slapping. Polite slapping. 
My friend uh, Dave, at, uh, we call him Dave the Digitalist. Really, it's Dave Parkhurst, but he's at uh, Dave the Digitalist, his nickname, greenhaveninteractive.com. It's, it's few and far between cases where it's so easy to answer. In fact, I can do it on the podcast. We can do this together. Do you own a business or do you manage digital for a business or digital reputation? Does your digital reputation matter to you? Do you run an organization like a nonprofit or a church, something like that, where your reputation matters or where you need to make sure that you appear well in search? Maybe maps are an issue. You need people to drive by. You need that traffic. You can do this real, real quickly. Just go to any of the Google services. Go to google.com or go to Google Maps because they're the ones that control this business. They've got the market share. Search for your organization's name or your name. Are you happy with the results? If you're a business, let me boil it down this way. Are you in the top five search results? If not, you need to change that. On the map thing, are you in the top five search results? And is it mapped correctly? Do they have the hours correct? If you're an individual, are those the articles you want people to see about you right there at the top? Or would you prefer that they see some things that are more fair towards you? Or maybe your own homepage or your LinkedIn profile? So Dave the Digital at Greenhaven Interactive, he can fix this for you. You could pay Google, right? You could, you could buy your names, and then they'll continue to up the price throughout the years as more people compete for that real estate. Or you can go to Greenhaven Interactive at greenhaveninteractive.com. Dave will put a team on this. They'll use what's called search engine optimization. So you're paying Dave. Why Dave? Well, he's great at it. He's been doing it for decades. He is a conservative Christian man in an industry otherwise dominated by atheists, humanistic atheists, leftists. It's greenhaveninteractive.com, greenhaveninteractive.com. So one of those guys who gets to wear the fake Navy outfit with the fake medals, uh, our Surgeon General, Jerry Powell. And by the way, can we stop with Jerome's in positions of power? It's, it's like at the FBI. There's what's what's the name that's uh, oh, oh, Bobby, Robert Mueller and Bobby's tend to be bad news at the FBI. Jerry's tend to be bad news when it comes to uh, leading things like this. And my, my apologies to Jerry's and, and Robert's in the audience. So we have Jerome Adams, a former um, former Surgeon General, silly position. Saying on Twitter, the very reason that we have. The very reason that we have the VR pack in APIC is because the panelists are experts. And most people aren't trained to do studies, read papers, and translate findings into real-world recommendations. You trust your electrician, plumber, tax preparer. You should trust your doc. And a woman, apparently just a mother, on Twitter, she gets to speak too. Her name is Kelly K. COVIDGeorgia.com. And she writes back, and they were lied to by the CDC about COVID being a top five cause of death to children under five. And apparently none of them were smart enough to recognize it. And this is how this guy responds. Jerry Adams, Jerome Adams, former, former surgeon general. So you're going to double down on I'm smarter, more prepared to analyze pediatric study data than a dozen doctors and scientists who've done this their whole careers. And we're done here. Also, thanks for proving a point. You know the point she proved? You're insufferably blind and arrogant. 
you're living wrapped up in your own pride. And I, I must have a lot of pride issues that I'm pointing this out because there's always a log in our eyes as we point to the specs in other people's eyes. No, Jerry, she points out the fact that you people got rolled. And all too often, you're the ones who did the rolling. Jerry, I can't figure out if you're one of the people who did the rolling or you yourself got rolled or you got rolled and decided to roll others. What she pointed out is inarguable. And we played the sound bites of it last week. This is why COVID's never over. You have Rochelle Walensky and other bosses at the CDC pretending, absolutely bold-faced lying that COVID is in the top five deaths for children. It's not in the top 25. If you compare healthy children, people who did not have radically, radically serious pre-existing conditions, you're hard-pressed to find COVID deaths in kids. And then Martin Koldorf comes into this, and this is beautiful. So Martin Koldorf is one of the founders of the Great Barrington Declaration. And I, one of the most remarkable interviews I've ever done, we've actually replayed it here on this podcast, or good portions of it, courtesy of KTTH, KTTH.com. Thank you, guys. Let me do that. Martin Koldorf, one of the most remarkable interviews I've ever had in my life because he started to cry. When I, a layperson, said, I asked him a question about the PCR cycle thresholds, and then I asked him about herd immunity, and, and I asked him about, isn't it unavoidable that you'd eventually get you know, herd immunity and, and the PCR test? And at one point, he got tears in his eyes. He said, no offense to you. But it makes me sad and furious that a layperson knows these things and you've articulated them very well. And people in my profession are pretending to not know these things. And that's exactly right. Jerry Adams knows these things. No, Jerry, I can't read a clinical study with the eyes that you can because I can't understand molecular interactions between the cells at that level. I don't know the I don't know the details of mitochondria, but I can read a stinking death chart from an insurance company. I can read a top 10 list. And I can grow to understand technologies like PCRs and why they don't apply and should have never been used. So anyway, Martin Koldorf Comes, comes into the argument. <laughs> and this is just beautiful. By the way, this guy's a socialist. He's a Swedish socialist. He comes in and says, as a Harvard professor, I analyzed vaccine data for two decades and helped develop the CDC's vaccine safety system. It's illuminating to realize that Kelly KGA, a mother with no science degree, understands epidemiological data better than the former surgeon general. <laughs> Jerome Adams. See, but I would just, I would disagree with Martin just in this front. He understands it fine. He cannot admit the degree to which there is fraud in this. And this fraud is, is coming more and more deadly every single day. Dr. Paul Alexander's another guy that the media hates. You notice there's no, there's, there's, I haven't seen any news coverage about Zelenko's death. Have you? Oh, they attacked him. They attacked him as a discredited doctor. They they ran hit pieces on him, but they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna mention the fact that the man has passed out. And maybe that's for the better, in fact, because they would have just trashed him. What's going on in Portugal? Dr. Paul Alexander draws attention to this. Others are as well. But first I want you to hear about what the Washington Post said about Portugal. 
This is back on September 30, 2021. Here's the headline. Portugal's nearly run out of people to vaccinate. So what's next? I'm Grim Milestone. Portugal's feet has turned the country into a cutting-edge pandemic laboratory, a place where otherwise hypothetical questions about the coronavirus endgame can begin to play out. Chief among them is how a fully is, is how a fully what of them is how fully a nation can bring the virus under control when vaccination rates are about as high as they can go. The emerging answer is promising, mostly. In Portugal, every indicator of pandemic severity is quickly trending downward. The death rate is half the European Union average and nine times below that of the United States. They go on to talk about the triumph of of live music and partying. Early risers might find themselves in sidewalks still sticky with beer. Traffic's back to normal. Glossy magazine covers celebrating this. Then they say Portugal's experience is also providing note of caution, a reminder that one and a half years into this pandemic, the current tools of science still might not be enough. (laughs) Oh, you think? Washington Post is part of the fear factory as well. So I mentioned earlier this conversation. I cannot wait. This is going to be a monster show with Zach coming up this Friday. God willing, he's able to make it now that I'm pumping it already on Wednesday. Um. But but this conversation, uh, Jerome Powell saying these things about Americans having <laughs> excess savings. I cannot wait to hear Zach explain that. Or Powell blaming us purebloods for the reason that there's there's inflation. Now there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, people who manage finance for others. Zach is the chief investment officer, Bulwark Capital Management. But how many of them are actually willing to take on by name the head of the Federal Reserve? Truly, I'm asking you that. Have you ever had your money people be, be, be willing to call out the head of the Federal Reserve? I mean, we could all see it. We could all see the failed monetary policy if you want to consider it failed. And again, you know my three-layer cake theory, right? Yeah, my three-layer cake theory is this, that um, at the top, there are really, really smart, brilliant, in fact, scheming people who are doing evil. At the bottom, there's functionaries like, uh, I think Jerry Adams is probably just a functionary, Jerome Adams. We know Biden's a functionary, he's become a functionary, courtesy of his mental decline, which is sad, but true. And in the middle, unfortunately, we're kind of stuck in the middle between those two dynamics or between those two groups of people. Zach will call out the, the head of the Fed, Zach will call out Jamie Diamond. I mean, he'll say, hey, look, these are smart people, but sometimes they do really stupid things or really evil things. He'll call out Tom Steyer. He'll call these people out by name. He'll call out huge companies like BlackRock by name. I mean, Zach's company, Bohr Capital Management, courtesy of you know his hard work and, and what he would say is, no, don't even say that, courtesy of God's grace, has become successful. But to call out organizations of that size, that's one of the reasons I love them, because we can see it with our own eyes. But then he also says, hey, Todd, hey, brother, you might not like it, you might hate it, but this is the game we have. You you can keep your money hidden in a mattress if you like. You could buy all the Bitcoin, or in my case, you can just count on land. But the monetary system that we have, that's what we have. So Zach focuses at Boer Capital Management on risk management. Honest, open-eyed, here's what the market is. Yes, it's rigged. So how do we operate in that environment? How do we do it in a godly way? 
How do we do it with a focus, a zealous focus on risk management? If you are five to 10 years away from retirement, the risk factor went up. Every year you get closer, it's more risky to retire. Get in touch with Bulwark Capital Management. They're at knowyourriskradio.com or call them 866-779-RISK, 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So that's what the Washington Post said. Here now is what's going on in Portugal. It is the highest, it's the country highest in injections. Well, for the time being, since we've got dictators in the United States who intend to force more boosters, starting with state employees, we'll get that in a second. It's a country with the highest injection rate today has the most COVID-19 cases, the most new daily deaths per million inhabitants. The COVID injections, they, they simply do not work unless they work perfectly. Remember this. The both the the follow on medications from Moderna and Pfizer, and I think it's the Pfizer uh, pill that Fauci ate. He's having rebound systems, you know, s- symptoms of COVID after he ate that pill. Guess what? So is everybody else. <laughs> it's now the most common thing with these pills. See chaos. Tell me that this is chaos when everything turns out the same way. When everything they say is going to help doesn't actually help. Tell me that's chaos. Tell me that's just incompetence. Incompetence, it does not go always in the same direction. All this stuff is going in the same direction. It's maddening that people can't see this, but this is such a well-designed psyop that, well, we just need to adjust to the fact that people can't see it. Jay Inslee the dictator of Washington state is requiring state workers in executive and small cabinets to get a booster as a condition of employment. And look, if you know the way the dictator of Washington state works, this means that all state workers will be next. This is, this guy is so predictable. It's like a rattlesnake. You approach a snake. It's going to start to shake its tail warning you. Inslee always, always, always shows his cards. And what he's showing is it's going to be the rest of the state. And understand something about that state, that former state, because it's not, it has no, Washington has no relationship to America. It has no relationship to freedom. It has no relationship to Republican forms of democracy. It is a flat dictatorship and they like it that way. They love it. Understand something. Seattle is about 800 cops light. There are times in downtown Seattle where there are two cops patrolling an area that should have 60 cops. When a significant act of violence occurs again, there's going to be no one to stop it. Understand this. They had to shut down the main artery for shipping goods and services from the port of Seattle across the country. They had to shut it down early and often this year because there were no state road workers because those guys did not want to take these injections because most of the state road workers live in rural areas. They're not victims of the PSYOP the way the people who work in the cities are victims of the PSYOP. Understand this, they're like firefighters. Understand this, they know all this. 
and there's a cleansing and there is a, 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 a moving out of people who want to think for themselves. But get this as well. The data is becoming so clear about these boosters that it is now, in fact, making it into actual news reports. EU regulators are warning that frequent COVID-19 booster shots could adversely affect the immune system and may not be feasible. The European Medicines Agency says repeat doses every four months could eventually weaken people's immune systems. They want more time between booster programs tied to the onset of cold weather. Israel has already begun a fourth dose program with about 400,000 people getting the job and remember where you've heard this where you've heard the phrase immunological derangement we began talking about the fact that this stuff would create immunological derangement about two years ago why well it started with some common sense jerome adams yeah, I'm not a trained pediatrician. I'm not a trained epidemiologist, but spending time around this stuff, I looked at this. You said, going. this is going back to Jerome Adams, a former uh, Surgeon General, such a silly position, fake uniform, fake medals. Uh, theater, that's theater. So much of this is theater. I'm going back to this conversation where he, he thought that he was dunking on this woman, Kelly KGA, when in fact, he just displayed himself as, as absolutely owned mentally. So, Jerome Adams, no, I went and looked at the uh, uh, epidemiology and began to understand that in immunology, at my level, enough to look at glaring, complete, rabid inconsistencies. Here's what Jerome Adams wrote, part of what he wrote. Um, the very reason that we have these boards is because panelists are experts, and most people aren't trained to do studies, read papers, and translate findings into real-world recommendations. You trust your electrician, plumber, or tax preparer. You should trust your doc. Okay, here's what I did, Jerry. I went and studied what you people were pushing into human bodies. And I said, what is it? Okay, it's gene therapy. How do I know that? Because they call it gene therapy. How do I know that? Because I read their filings. Okay, but maybe they just consider it gene therapy. Okay, so then I thought through that and said, what does this junk actually do? It forces your genes to produce something. It's gene therapy. It makes your body produce something that doesn't belong in your body. Then I said, what is it causing it to produce? The virus? No. A very small portion of the virus that happens to be the most toxic. That's going to cause blood clots. Then I thought through that and said, okay, that's interesting. So you have this virus with like 99 pieces. Or let's say it this way. You have this virus with like 100 pieces. And they said, Let's just make one of the pieces. Let's just develop this temporary, it's not even immunity, but resistance to one of the pieces. And I know, I get it. You guys are saying, yeah, but the spike protein is key to this. Okay, fine, for now. But viruses evolve. And I looked at that and said, that can't work. So when I started to read papers from people like Geert van den Borsch and others saying, this can't work, this is going to lead to, these are called leaky vaccines. I went, wait a minute, this is a thing? Then I went through and read the studies. Okay, whenever we do leaky vaccines, there's problems. So I concluded, this is madness. So you say, trust your electrician. All right, all right. Here, Jerry, here's an electrician metaphor for you. Let's say that you're in your house and you've had a couple of outlets blow out and one of them in the bathroom started a little fire. So you, you know, fortunately, grace of God had a fire extinguisher. You put the fire out. You called an electrician said, hey, man, I don't know. Something's wrong. 
because we've had a couple of, of outlets go out, it's like burst out. This one started a fire. So can we get you guys in here and, and go and through and change this all and figure out what's going on? And they say, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And they come along and they say, all right, it's done. Well, what did you change? Well, we changed that, uh, the electrical box, the one that blew out in the bathroom. Did you look at all the others? No, there's like a hundred guys. There's a hundred outlets in my house. Yeah, but we just took care of that one. See, it falls apart. Appeal to authority always falls apart. It can't stand. This is why they can't let COVID go. This is why they cannot let it drop. This is why they can't stop terrifying people because they're trying to install appeal to authority. And Jerome Adams, I mean, I don't know your hearts, but God, God forbid. Well, no, actually, I praise God if you were to go try to debate Martin Koldorf. Whew. Be a bad day for you when you decided to do that, Jerry. So dictator Inslee is reinstalling this stuff. Kids are going to be forced to do this if they want to go after school. We'll talk about that in a second. Hey, sharing this show is the most valuable thing you can do for this show. I was talking to a friend the other day. He goes, Todd, stop, stop putting off the subscription product. When is it coming? I keep saying, I, I, it's coming. It's coming. And he asked me how much it's going to cost. I told him, he goes, that's it. That's it. I said, yeah, that's it. So the reason that he was asking me that is he wants to do something for the program. He's not a guy who needs to drop any fat. He's a young man and isn't in a position yet to get into the investments uh, with Bulwark Capital Management. Uh, it's bone frog coffee. There's that. Alan Soaps. Okay. Okay. Cool there. This is none of his own business. So Greenhaven Interactive doesn't apply. But he wants to do something. And I run into this a lot with people. You're so very kind. How can I support the show? Really, there's one thing. If you all did it, literally speaking, if everybody who listened to the show shared this with 10 friends, we would have the biggest possible win. So the way to do that, the easiest way is simply to use the share button in your podcast app. Share it with friends. My recommendation, just use the five-minute focus. You get that every day. And the reason I say that is because it's five to seven minutes. People can listen to it. It's like sampling it. If they say, okay, I like this. This is, I like the way this is being delivered. Then they subscribe. And particularly if they listen to us on Rush's show, God rest Rush. The loyalty to the Rush audience that there was to Rush. You know, Rush gave that to a lot of us guest hosts as well. So there is the, uh, the mayor of New York... Eric Adams, he wants to force injections into toddlers. <laughs> He's going to bring the vaccine passports, the traveling papers back into play. But not for everybody, just for toddlers. Listen, if you inject your kid, your toddler with this stuff, I have to ask you a question. What's wrong? Uh, and I mean this with all sorts of love. How? How can you do this? Your baby will never have a stronger immune system. Your baby will never be a better able to fight this stuff off, courtesy of your breast milk, courtesy of spending time in your body, becoming attuned to all the things your body has defeated. Learning how to do this, coming out with robust immunities to these things. Please, please, please understand there is no sense to any of this that is not a political sense. Please understand this. And then there's this, Australia. 
Same, same thing that we saw in Portugal. Uh, July 1st, 2022, escalating infections, escalating deaths. 85 to 90% of these people were injected. There's nothing here that can stand any form of scrutiny, so the media will not supply that scrutiny. When we opened the show dedicating this to Dr. Zelenko, I learned about Zev Zelenko from Sean Hannity. He used to be a, a regular guest on Sean's show. Now, maybe it's me. Maybe I missed it. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was, he, he never stopped going on Sean's show. I don't want to bear false witness against Sean. Sean is one of the nicest human beings in talk radio. I mean it. But all of a sudden he was, he, he, he disappeared. And with the exception of Laura and Tucker at Fox, I don't see any of them questioning the injections or what they're doing or focusing on the desk. Do you understand the show you could do at Fox with their resources on the desk caused by this or the injuries? You could do a week-long two-hour special every night and not begin to get to the, to the second layer of this and who it's harmed. And so we have to turn to people who are of their business. Ed Dowd. He's another truth teller. This is a former BlackRock analyst. So Jerome Adams would say, okay, so he's not a trained pediatrician. No, you know what he is? He's one of the smartest data handlers in the world. He was one of the highest paid analysts in the world. For a company that in, employs quants and physicists and every other form of mathematical genius. To create what are evil models. Well, Ed Dowd doesn't want to be in that world anymore, apparently. So Ed Dowd has been tracking millennials and the trend with millennials, the sad trend continues and it's going to continue because of all the quote mistakes or because of the design. We then also then look, decided to look at the, the youngest cohort, uh, uh, working age folks, the millennials and uh, the age group, you know, we identified millennials as 25 to 44. And what we saw there was alarming. Uh, their excess mortality obviously spiking to the end of uh, 2020, but then into the uh, fall of 2021, it jumped to new all-time highs of 84% excess mortality from baseline, the prior five years baseline. And it, it spiked the rate of change from the summer into the fall, the August, September, October uh, timeframe was alarming and indicated an event occurred. That event in our opinion was were, were corporate mandates and the numbers that represents from uh march of 21 to feb of 22 was 61,000 excess deaths that's in the millennial cohort uh if you remember 58,000 soldiers died in the vietnam war so the millennials in one year experienced a silent uh vietnam war and um you know, the, the Vietnam War occurred over 10 years. So, you know, that this is an alarming number of young working age folks who just disappeared. You know, the, the criticism I get is that, oh, it's drug overdoses, it's um, missing treatments, it's uh, suicides. Well, the rate of change into the fall, the event known as the corporate mandates, um, suggests that you can't, you can't convince me that everyone decided in a, in a three month time frame to all commit suicide, overdose on drugs, or all miss their cancer screening, screening treatments. So that, for, for me, the millennials is what I call the smoking gun, okay? Um, this is a group that shouldn't be dying, especially in year two of a pandemic. The vir you can't tell me the virus switched from only going after older folks to now going after younger folks and switching from 
respiratory to cardiovascular. And that's what we're seeing mostly occurring with these young folks, cardiovascular issues. Which was predicted. (laughs) There were a couple of scientists who predicted cardiovascular issues with this. Peter McCullough predicted it, Ryan Cole, and they're trying to ruin Cole. They're outright lying about him, putting up what are effectively fake complaints from people who were actually never, you know, Dr. Ryan Cole, he owns an immunological lab in, uh, in Idaho, Southern Idaho, became a national figure. They're all over him. And using what amounts to fake, fake reports, people who were actually never, never had any work done there to, to destroy his professional career. Right there, were, he called this out. He said, "Look at look what I'm seeing. Look at what I'm watching in my lab with people who are dying or people who are ill." Peter McCullough called this out. Um, the, the two former Pfizer VPs, uh, year and another, called this out because of the design. It goes back to that spike protein. The spike protein launches itself like 42 trillion at a time in our bodies, and it collects itself in areas like the pericarditic stack, the heart, the lungs, the brain. Uh, the, the testes, the ovaries, we've talked about this. So it was predicted and now it's come to roost. And they can't let it go. They're going to continue to push it. We are the ones who have to be the people. And to me, the tip of the spear is getting when you're with doctors, pointing out the fact that you are past ever, ever simply trusting a medical professional, even the best ones. These things are not unreadable. It's not impossible for us to discern inconsistencies in stupid behaviors. It's not. And then notice this. There has been talk of, and some Republicans are actually interested in where did the virus come from. Well, there's a gentleman named Professor Jeffrey Sachs. And I'll let you tell, I'll let him tell you what he observes. I'll add one provocative statement. We could take it up later. It may shock you or not shock you, or you may say, I already know that, Professor Sachs. But I chaired a commission for The Lancet for two years on COVID. I'm pretty convinced it came out of uh, U.S. lab biotechnology, not out of nature. Just to mention, after two years of intensive work on this, so it's a blunder in my view, a biotech, not an accident of a natural spillover. We don't know for sure, I should be absolutely clear, but there's enough evidence that it should be looked into and it's not being investigated, not in the United States, not anywhere. And I think for real reasons that they don't wanna look underneath the, uh, uh, underneath the, uh, the rug. Are Republicans going to bring the third party into this? They'll attack Fauci. They will talk about communist China, the the Chinese Communist Party. But the third portion of this is, well, it's a dual portion. It's in fact a trifecta. It's pharma and tech, which are becoming one. They want to stick their code into our bodies by force, by creating infectious so-called vaccines and then academia, which is patent trading around all this stuff and making money off of all this stuff. Are they willing to go at them for their role in this, particularly pharma? No, as of yet, no Republican will go at pharma. If you ever wonder who's in charge, determine who you are not allowed to criticize. This is another reason I will not let this go.
because I cannot. I cannot. Because of what it's continuing to do and because they will never stop with this. And sometimes this stuff just gets flat funny. Justice Thomas is being attacked for something he never said. I knew it the second I read this headline about Justice Thomas. The second I read the fact checker saying this, I knew exactly what Justice Thomas said. This is the Politico. Glenn Kessler is the so-called fact checker for the Washington Post. He retweeted this. Politico. Clarence Thomas claimed in a dissenting opinion that COVID vaccines are derived from the cells of aborted children. No no COVID vaccines in the U.S. contain cells of aborted fetuses. So they claim that what Thomas said was that the injections contain aborted fetuses. That's or cells of aborted fetuses. That's not what he said. I knew it the moment I read this. And by the way, it's not just the Politico. Axios, Politico, NBC, the Washington Post, all peddled the same exact lie. What Thomas said is exactly what I knew he would have said. That the concern that people have, one of the concerns about these, is what Thomas wrote, quote, Pro-lifers, quote, object on religious grounds to all available COVID-19 vaccines because they were developed using cell lines derived from aborted children. Absolutely correct. 100% true. But they're calling him a liar. Because it fits straight into this appeal to authority. Do you see the connection to this. I hope you will join me in never letting this go. And not me because I'm just a rodeo clown with a podcast. Let's do it for another man. Let's never let this go. Now, I don't know that he was speaking of this, but this is axiomatic of the dynamic of which he's discussing. This is a gentleman named Carl Sperlin Delke. I'm saying his name correctly. He's a World War II veteran. He's 100 years old. Carl Sperlin Deckley. And this is his estimation of the United States, his memory. There's a link to this if you want to watch this gentleman speak these words and see his face and his emotions. I don't know. I've, I've lived a good life. I mean, I've had a, a lot, a lot of happiness, happiness, smiling. Telling everybody that everything was beautiful every day. If I went into my church and didn't say everything was beautiful, they'd think I was sick. And I, and I'm not that way. I mean, I'm a, I, I, I sincerely believe in this old world that everything is beautiful. I mean, if I see, if I wake up in the morning and see these plants out here and they, and all those flowers that are in there. And the green grass on the on the ground. That's beautiful. And people don't realize what they have. They bitch about it. And then nowadays, I am so upset that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country's gone to hell in a handbasket. 
We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity I had. It's just not the same. That's not what I was. That's not what they died for. Loved ones embracing him now. I just, she's, she's touching him. He said, just not it. I'm so sorry. So maybe for him, let's remember what he did for us. Let's certainly remember the even far greater sacrifice of the Lord Jesus. And not just the discomfort, but the torture and the danger. People are sick of hearing about COVID. Let's make them understand we're never going to stop talking about it. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And pray that the evil that these people have done will be punished in our lifetime. But know that unless they repent, it will be punished.